are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Hey, great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech. Bonus episode right here on the Locked On Podcast Network with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, whether it's YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Thanks for dialing us up once again. We're getting with you back for bonus time on basketball time. Red Raiders and Islanders are coming up tonight. I guess this is maybe, at least for some period of time, the final chance to take out a team with Texas A&M in their name, but... We're going to try to take advantage of that once again, Chris. Still early on in the season, but I got to tell you, as we head to the USA tonight for this one with Texas A&M Corpus Christi, a little jarring looking at the schedule and seeing uh, hmm, Villanova coming up next. So he will be out of the land of quote-unquote tune-up, I guess. And man, if last game was any indication, this is nothing you can just roll out and take for granted. So uh, I'm interested to see what's going down tonight. Hopefully a Red Raider win. Yeah, you know, and as I as I look at it, uh, Villanova has already dropped. They, they are ranked, I think, but they have already dropped uh, one game this year. But yeah, I mean, the, the, it gets real next week in the Bahamas. The, 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 there's a lot of uh, um, RPI or net net, you know, quad one and quad two opportunities. I think you know because I think uh, I think Villanova, and then it's it's what North Carolina, uh, Northern Iowa, maybe is that next. Brown, win or lose. Um, but, yeah, t- tonight against uh, the Islanders, um, again, it's another what we, we would term a, a buy game or a guarantee game. I don't I don't know. I mean, Houston's already played uh, the, the Islanders, and I think it was 82-50. to 50. Uh, They played the same half, uh, you know, in the first half and the second half. I think it was like 41 to essentially like 24 and a half or whatever in, in each half. And I think uh, – the Cougars forced the Islanders into, I think, 17 turnovers and things like that. So, you know, but this is about, you know, your team continuing to figure out each other, figuring out um, – because I tell you what you'd like to see tonight that's been a bit interesting is through the first two, they haven't shot it particularly well. And what is fascinating about that is, is against the Aggies in the exhibition game, well-documented, they shot the lights out. <laughs> against uh, uh, you know a, you know a team that is much better on paper than AM Commerce or uh, against San Jose State. And so go figure like which will the real kind of Texas Tech offense kind of stand up. But it, it's that's the thing about all the new pieces put trying to put together you you're, you're going to see some inconsistencies and some grind and some Hot nights, some cold nights, and this is going to go on for a bit until you kind of sort through of, okay, now we know what they are. We know what they're capable of, but we also know what they're capable of from an offensive standpoint. And because they're just hitting, I think, on on an average, I think four threes a game, and they made 14 in that game versus the the Aggies there in Denton. So go figure. But they'll fall. Um, you know, you, you've gotten clean looks. I, I the, the guy that I'm – expecting to see catch fire at some point soon is Chance McMillan. He's just too good of a shooter. Uh, he's gotten good looks. They just haven't, you know, you know, hadn't knocked, uh, knocked them down just yet. Uh, but uh, I really, I really think that the shots will start to fall, but Hey, 
against San Jose State, it was kind of you know fun to see you have to grind against what I think is a pretty good team. And you figure out you figured out a different way to kind of win because it wasn't a parade to the free throw line that night like it was against AM Commerce. The shots weren't necessarily falling, but you you scored just enough. You, you got into the paint just enough, and I think that's where you you, you made your living was the the points of the paint that night with Pop, you know, with the the five to one assist to turnover ratio uh, against uh, the Spartans. So, you know, just a few things that we're, we'll look for uh, tonight. I, I don't really remember. A ton of fun kicking in to like the last seven minutes or so. But yeah, <laughs> I guess it was fun. Uh, no, it, I get what you're saying because you want to see a team go through some of these types of experiences. And thank God you learn what you learn in a win. At the end of the day, you still get the win and everything's okay. But yeah, your lip was bloody to a degree. And give credit to San Jose State, uh, who had plenty of wins a season ago. Probably will again this year. But yeah, some of these trends so far, just through a couple of games, and I mean, it's it's two freaking games in an exhibition, so don't want to make mountains out of molehills, but they've been kind of wild because the three-point shooting obviously is going to stand out to anybody paying attention as you go from like 41%, and I think you were at 21%, you were at 18% last time out, and then the free throw attempts, at least from game one to two, not talking about the exhibition game, but you were there 29 times, and then you were there 11 times. So, yeah, we've got some uh, split personality type stuff happening. One nice trend from game one to game two, 18 turnovers to only 11, uh, then the second timeout. So I guess take your pick if you're predicting what we're going to see here this evening. But in a couple of different categories, man, we've seen some wild swings so far, but maybe to be expected early on. You know, and the, and that's the uh... – the, the you know the, there's more parity in college football and college basketball than ever before and part of that is because the way that everything is structured now because so many teams have so many new pieces that you're just kind of trying to ram them together and figure it out and it just doesn't work like that the sport's too hard and everybody is older but everybody is also like newer so there's not a lot of chemistry you know and all those things and and so that's why, you know, again, I, I applaud so many of these teams playing heavyweight type matchups in these in these early you know weeks of the season because nobody's going to fault you know fault you if you drop one of these because you just don't even know what you are yet. You know, you you play somebody on November the tenth and you play them again on March the tenth, they could be vastly different teams and organizations or rosters even for all we know. Uh, and all that stuff. So that that's the fun part. Uh, it's probably drives coaches crazy, but this is the job now. You know, you take all these, you know, and I know Coach McCaslin was asked uh, about, you know, his starting lineup and, and things like that. And he kind of, he was, uh, the way he answered it was, we, what we opted to do was, is start guys with a lot of experience. And we'll probably continue to start the guys with a lot of experience. And so, you know, most of these transfers and pop and then Chance McMillan off the bench, Lamar obviously first off the bench and all that. But um, because it's it's just tricky, man. And so if you if you have a really good roster and you bring back, you know, five to seven guys from that team, boy, you have a big time advantage over a lot of the schools out there as long as you don't get complacent. But Texas Tech is not in that boat. They have a lot of uh, – of new pieces they're trying to gel rather quickly and and then a new staff that you know is trying to teach it to them 
Man, one thing before we get out of here, Chris, that hasn't been a wild swing. It's been uh, steady through the first couple of games. That's what you've done on the defensive end of the floor, 46 and 42 points. It may look like a rock fight, but I'll take you winning 30 rock fights this year if they have to be that way. You've forced 14 and 16 turnovers, games one and uh, game two, respectively. And, man, that's been nice to see early on because I want a program that is back to being rooted in a defensive culture, and you've done a lot of that for the first two. That's the hardest thing, too, to get a team to buy into and individual players to buy into, especially when they're older and maybe they have bad habits. So, but I will tell you, Grant McCaslin is a defensive minded coach in that he understands like, cause I mean, if you want to know, I I, I think he, cause I've heard him say it multiple times before, but it's like, why isn't so-and-so playing? Why didn't so-and-so play more? Why did you take so-and-so out? So much of it is based on defense. If you can't guard, and they and they, you know, unless something changes, but I think in the first two games they played for the most part all man. If you can't guard and move your feet, don't really have a spot for you out there. You've got to be able to guard, and um, and and he, I think he's made. I think they a lot of those guys would tell you that the new pieces would tell you, and even the the ones that were here last year would tell you he, he's made me a better defender than I was uh, individually. And so much, it's just not just effort, but it, it's technique and it's it's mental focus and not letting down that end of the floor. And there's a lot that goes on. But yeah, I think that's a great point that you make. And I would expect, and there's going to be some nights, man, because like what's so funny is I think he was almost, he was almost calling himself out after that A&M exhibition game. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we shot it like crazy. He goes, but I know the, the defensive part of my brain is like, what what just happened? That's that's way we gave up eighty four. That's 84, way too yeah. too much. Like I I don't we can't do that. Like you know and so you know th- th- there you go. It's kind of all like all full circle in the conversation. But yeah, you, you're you're going to be coached well on defense. Um, some nights it's going to look better than the others, but um, I, I really trust what he's doing. And and he's got a rim protector now in Warren Washington who can clean up the the glass and alter and you know, block shots and alter shots or discourage shots from even being taken. So that that's that's pretty fun. Yeah, and to wrap it up, I uh, saw this from Texas Tech this week that the last time out of the gate you had held your first two opponents under 50 for whatever that's worth to you, 1951-52. Shout out to the great Polk Robison. I'll bring it up anytime I can tip the cap to Polk Robison, who, of course, the song Polk Salad Annie uh, was written about. Look that up if you want to fact check me. But 51-52, Chris. That, that was a little ways back, right? So uh, making some history, I guess, already. Two games out of the gate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right, Chris is on the call again, and we'll be back on the other side to visit about that and continue to get you set for Red Raiders and UCF on a football front from Jones Stadium this weekend. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you don't miss a thing. And we'll see you coming up tomorrow for the final round this week on Locked on Texas Tech.